Hello, you guys, and it is another episode of ATL Watering Hole. It's your girl, EJ. And Loana. What's up, guys? Happy BBQ and Family Day. Yeah, it's the fourth. It is the fourth. Thank to you. You you got some barbecue brewing over there, EJ? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, now. Yes, oh. He on the grill. He's on the grill. I got my mac and cheese ready. I'm going to do some asparagus. I don't want to have too much food because it's just me and him as far as the adult people. And then we have our little person here who eats like a bird. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just going to go smooch off of a, mooch off of a family member's uh, barbecue. We're going to slide through, slide take a through. pound cake. <laughs> you know yes. how you bring dessert just yes. so you don't feel like you showed up empty handed. You can give me dessert or you can give me ice. Those Listen are the here. I went to my cousin's house yesterday. And uh, I took a big old thing of tequila and um, uh, the margarita mix. She was like, girl, you brought the party. So that was all I needed. She ate right. nothing else. <laughs> and a party was had. We had a good old time. Okay. Yes, and then, like I was telling Luana yesterday, that their, their dog looks so much like her dog, Smokey. I was oh, tripping. No. I thought they were... And the, they are such... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, family dogs, in a sense, like they're they're very friendly dogs, they but are. they're protective at the same time. I love the balance in that particular dog, even though they they are a mixed breed, but they tend to have a certain color. So, what do you know? What Smokey is mixed with? Not it's called honest. Brindle. His coat is is it's a Brindle coat, but he's allegedly mixed with Boxer and Hound. So um, okay. he's very smart. Like the boxer, the playfulness that you see and the aggressiveness where it's like, play with me now. Right. Um, that's the boxer in him. He's got very strong paws. He's always putting yes. paws on folks, putting yep. paws on people. Mm -hmm. And then the hound in him, I think that's the nurturing alert. I'm going to protect you side. Because if you know, hounds are like hunting dogs. Mm -hmm. They're very keen on their senses and they will let you know if something or someone is coming right that so, that's yep. their dog all day and they call his name is benjamin and they call him ben for sure oh mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but not ben to get off topic because we'll be talking be about the dogs and people like we don't hear about these dogs <laughs> <laughs> so our it's a vibe is the illustrious about to be an icon out here shikari richardson hi shikari Shikari, Shikari, Shikari. I, first of all, I want to stand you because I love that you are your 100% authentic self. It is a beautiful, refreshing thing to see a young black woman know who she is. You agree, know? agree. Um, and I do think people take for granted what it feels like to go from being a normal teenager to stepping all the way in the limelight. Right. I think that, you know, we sometimes look past that and think it's just, oh, so easy, but it's not. it's not. And she's still very much young. And I think people need to give her room to be that child that's turning into a young woman. You know, exactly. I, it, no one's perfect. Nope. Everyone's made mistakes. Um, and just for her being strong enough to stand up and speak into a microphone, into a camera in front of millions speaks volumes no matter what she said when she opened her mouth you know um right. and i think just pe pe people don't give people enough credit so shikari i am praying for you my love um it is tough out here and the but the battle is not yours it is the lord's 
And I think you have a strong circle around you. I just pray that your circle continues to pour into you and you ignore the naysayers and get past whatever struggles you have and keep pushing because nobody did it perfect 100% of the time the first time. And so even if you you know, failed or faltered in some way. Cause everybody's trying to come at her about this marijuana thing, you know. Right. Um, or try to make it seem it, like other people weren't punished. It's only difference between Shikari, Shikari's punishment and the punishments that Michael Phelps received is when Michael Phelps was, I guess, caught using marijuana, it was in between the Olympics. That's the only thing that saved him. Otherwise he did receive punishments. Well, here's the thing, black or white, I don't agree with it. Like if, if you know they're gonna this is the same thing i used to tell like exes of mine when i was in college Mm -hmm. if you work in a job that drug tests and you're doing some drugs that will get you you fired don't do the drug that's just Mm -hmm. what it is get to a place where you work in corporate or somewhere where they don't drug test and then hell you smoke what you want to smoke i don't care but when you're not in that place then you can't do certain things you do what you got to do until you can afford to do what you want to do right and that's the thing that i'm saying about her so i'm not even making the comparison to Michael Phelps because first of all she's not a white male no so it's not a fair comparison and it never will be in this great United States of America as far as I'm concerned what I will say though is this you ain't just started being black today no and you know that when we step into a room we gotta be above average we gotta be you know so black white whatever the case if you knew that was coming I do agree with the fact that perhaps you should have done it in the off season or perhaps right. you should have waited. But I also find it interesting is that she said that she started smoking after a reporter told her that her biological mother died. What did they think she was going to do with that information? Do you think she was going to be oh, okay and be able to go on like nothing happened? You know, right. I, that, I just find that so interesting that the reporter felt like they had, they had to be the first to reveal this to her. I don't know. That was just kind of messed up to me. Child Satan is busy. He that's is. all I, you know, that's all I'm going to say. trying to throw you face. off your square. And, and he can't because anything, you know, he meant for good. I mean, anything the Lord meant for good, Satan can't stop that. So she's going to be fine. She's going to be just fine. So we stand you, young lady, and we can't wait to see what you do um, in next year's or the next four year Olympics. You know, just this is not over. So yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Over. Keep running. Keep running. We can't wait to see what you do and be the next flow, Joe. All right. All right. Well, that takes us into our topics of the day. We'll, and we'll see how long we go with our first topic. We might save our, our second topic for another episode. But um, so we wanted to take each other down memory lane of one of our all-time favorite shows that I feel has aged well, considering when it started. Uh, and that is the show, A Different World. If you're listening to the show and don't know about a different world, I, I want your black card. Seriously. Maybe they're not black. We might have some well, non-black listeners. You need to come back and watch because this show is so iconic to me. And again, it has aged so well that some of the topics or different things that were going on this sh- in the show are relevant to today. Speaking of aging well, do you feel like we have a present day or modern day equivalent of a different world like I think there are so many shows from back then that we just don't even have anything comparable I don't even there's nothing close to a different world I may be grown-ish but no it's not the same no 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 because I'm not a fan of like Mm -hmm. well may may grown-ish or blackish 
Maybe grownish, because grownish is where you know she's off to college. So no. Okay. But that's the closest that I can think of that reminds me of a different world. Other than that, I don't know any other show besides maybe reality shows, and that's not even close to the same vibe. Right. But we want to focus specifically on two couples in the show, which is the dynamic of, of course, Dwayne and Whitley. And and you crazy. And then the other uh, (laughs) couple of Walter and Jaleesa. You know what? We also do need to talk about the back and forth between Freddie, Ron, and Kim. I think we need to talk about that too. Do we? Yes. Okay. Yes, we definitely need to talk about that, but we'll save him for last. But I, 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 now that we have these three couples or throuples, you if you will, to f- yeah, focus on, I think this could this will be a full episode. Okay. All right. So let's start off with Dwayne and Whitley. What are your thoughts? Okay. So for me, Dwayne and Whitley made the show. <laughs> I just really think I'm so glad Denise was able to leave the show. Not that I don't love Denise um but you know a different world was the Cosby spinoff right and so whereas you didn't you got to meet Denise and become familiar with her character on the Cosby show when she transitioned into you know Hillman I liked her but there were just so many other characters that I liked more and she was never really my favorite character on the Cosby show either Rudy was Mm -hmm. so I guess for me Denise has always been like a prop I like you but you're not my favorite favorite and so when they introduced Whitley you know she had a strong persona and I think that obviously you know Denise hit campus and Dwayne was like oh I'm in love right and without Denise moving out of the way the love story that I am now obsessed with probably may, may have never happened you know he may not have ever ended up with Whitley so sorry Denise love you but I'm glad you went on about your way (laughs) <laughs> right. And I know that they, when Denise left the show is because they were trying to go into a different direction with a different world. And so they started having more conversations with HBCU students with, you know, that uh, went to Hampton University and Howard Uni- University for more inspiration on how those schools were at the time so that it was more authentic to that. Um, and I guess they felt like Denise, Denise or Lisa Bonet's character and uh, Marissa Torme, who played, uh, what was her name? Oh my God, Maggie, didn't fit where they wanted the show to go, which was why they let them go. Um, oh, I see, I never that, knew that. And- yeah, I was reading an article because I think this is the 25th anniversary of Since a Different World Has Ended. So oh. there was a long article and there was perspective from each one of the main um, actors on the show on what they felt like the show contributed to, like the overall century, you know what I mean? Um, yeah if I were Lisa Bonet I would have been offended by that yeah I would have but at the same time it's like Denise is so reflective of some some kids who really don't need to be in college because they don't really know what it is they want to do and so they're wasting parents money you know you know trying to figure out what they want to do but they're not necessarily great students or they they were able to skate by in high school whereas college will 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 test you to where you can't get away with the same stuff that you got away in high school but I don't know how that is I mean, you have students like that in HBCUs and regular universities. So how is it that because she felt like that, she didn't fit the HBCU direction of the show? No, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily didn't think that, but also it didn't, it didn't help that she was pregnant in real life. So, 
that was another reason why they decided to, I guess, take her off the show. What they, how they see, weren't trying to that happens that up. a lot. And see, as a proud product of a an HBCU, the Jackson State University, the mm-hmm. I love 1877. Shout out to my tiger. Um, you see a lot of that freshman year. Hell, yeah. half of my freshman dorm ended up pregnant after the second semester. Yeah, but it certainly so wasn't really- going to be uh, a, a huxtable kid. He, you notice that on the Cosby show, they would always have, they would focus on issues, but it was everybody else's kid. It couldn't be their kid. Yeah, I, I, well. But then see. again, she ends up marrying somebody who, uh, you know, had been married before and had a child. And then she takes over raising the child because the yeah. mom basically decided she didn't want to right. do it anymore. Right. She just zonked out or whatever, which was very interesting. So it's like they wanted to keep the problems to a minimum when it came to their own kids. I guess so. I guess so. Well, but we're getting off the topic. Back to Dwayne and Whitley. I... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, I, I mean, I get that the opposites attract, but I felt like a lot of times Whitley and Dwayne were just not on the same page about how they wanted to do things. Such as? Such as, again, her being so spoiled um, and expecting everything to be done for her, you know, or she was looking for a certain type. And I guess Dwayne developed into that over time. Because remember, he was a goofy type, but he was always ambitious. He was always um about his business even though he didn't necessarily come from money you know I guess she was always about I guess trying to please her mother in terms of the type of man she should be considering or whatever which is why she didn't maybe look at Dwayne initially does that make sense right but I guess over time like you said life hit Whitley in the behind to where she got to see um that there was other things outside of the typical men that she's used to being introduced that are from I guess quote-unquote legacy because obviously we know with Whitley's character her great-grandfather was a part of him and and one of the the dorm that she actually stayed in is named after her family right I think (laughs) there were moments where I did not like Whitley but there were moments when I really did like yes she's spoiled yes she comes from that background but she chose to go to this school for a reason. And there were certain conversations she would have where you would see bits and pieces of her really trying to grow. What people fail to realize, again, kind of like what I was saying about the Shikari Richardson story, is that life is a journey. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. Mm -hmm. You don't start off knowing everything. Everybody doesn't start off being grounded. Everybody doesn't start off knowing everything about their culture. And that's what's so awesome about an HBCU experience because it's more than just an education about books and and math and algebra and that. It's an education about being black and being black and American, what that means. It's, It's, you walk around in a world and it's like, oh, I'm black. You go to an HBCU and it's like, it's a celebration of my blackness. I am better because I am black. And a lot of us do not know our worth and see our worth. And it turns into us accepting less from people when we get into our careers, accepting less from people in our relationships, accepting less on the street, just in general with what, what type of respect we deserve. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I, I think, well, I know you can't buy that anywhere. That's an experience that I myself received from going to an HBCU. And I saw that transition in Whitley she Hmm. thought because she had money she was great it's like okay so in the beginning Whitley's character seemed like she came off thinking she was better than because she had money right and then she ended up 
knowing that she was better than because of her roots and her history and it had nothing to do with her money right but i think at one point they tried to shame whitley because then it was revealed that some of her uh ancestors had slaves slaves. (laughs) yeah and did you see how heartbroken she was though like she was like (laughs) oh my god I don't deserve to be here. Right. I liked Whitley. I thought Whitley was hilarious. And it's nothing, I guess because I have a cousin that's similar to Whitley. She um, is very fair-skinned and her mom has always had money. And she's just like, certain things we're not going to do, honey bun. It's just a no. That's Did not her not parents, are her parents divorced or still together? Her father is deceased now. Her mother okay. remarried. But they were she, married all, up until his death? Yes. Okay. And she's never left home. She is now 50 something and lives at home with her mother still. What? Very much so. Absolutely. Oh, okay. um, and I love her to death, but it's just a it's just an aura that re- somewhat reminds me of Whitley. Like I'm very much taken care of. And if you can't take care of me better than my father and my mother did, why are you even talking to me? You know, mm. like why are you looking at me? And I know some more down to earth people that still feel that same way. Like it used to be a thing back in Mississippi, like older families. Mm-hmm. when the woman would get proposed to or the daughter would get married they would tell the guy who's asking for the hand in marriage they'd be like look if you can't take care of her at least to the to the st- you know the standard that we've taken care of her then leave her alone we don't mm-hmm. give you our blessing you're not about to take her up out of here and then take her from riches and put her in some rags no right hell. right and so it was a thing. And I think we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from asking for permission. We've gotten away from, you know, the manner in which you've become accustomed. Because when you meet someone, you do need to know to a certain extent what it is they're used to and where they've come from. Right, right. And I think a lot of Whitley's personality was based upon her mother as well. Her mother was like that. It wasn't necessarily that that's how Whitley wanted to be, you know, on top of that same behavior caused the demise of her parents' marriage. Or at least that's what they make, they kind of allude to that her mother's attitude is what I guess caused her father to divorce her mother. I don't know. Right, right. But I I think she realized she didn't want to be like her mom. Let's not make it seem like Whitley was the reason that Dwayne and Whitley didn't work in the beginning because Dwayne was all over the damn place too now. Yes, he was. He was doing a yes, bit much, was. just like a lot of men in college. I mean, hell, this your first time seeing all these women walking around. Dwayne was a goof pot, a thirst bucket. Yeah. So I think they both needed to grow. And that's right. what's so beautiful about it to me. I saw right. the growth right. in both characters. Or I was pissed off because he was writing her letters and she didn't respond to them. She had the letters but said she just wanted him to keep wanting her. Like, I, I don't understand where she got that from. Like, who told you that? Her mom. Well, I oh, my God. You she ain't wrote one letter? I have never thought that you need to play to, that hard to get to where you can't even write somebody back at least one time. So you ain't never wanted somebody to just go the extra mile and show that they want How it. much more extra do you want them to do? To the point where you shocked when he come back with somebody else. Sometimes it takes seeing somebody with somebody else to make you realize like, okay, dang. Then the funny thing is I noticed that because I've been, been watching A Different World periodically over and over, they actually had one episode out of sequence because there was the episode where he finished when, when Wayne broke up with Kinu. Mm-hmm. when his mom was visiting right so then after that point him and Whitley got back together but then there's another episode um where 
him and Kinu are still together and they all participated in the telethon that Walter was putting on for the outreach program that he had. And I'm like, this episode is out of, out of sequence because he was already with Whitley at that time. That bitch, they didn't notice that. They aired it out of sequence. Oh, they might have just been airing it out of sequence. Yeah, I think I got aired out of sequence. It was weird because they showed him something after the fact. Obviously, you've watched it recently, but I don't yes. recall that episode offhand. I need to see the air date of the episode that he actually broke up with Whitley versus the episode or broke up with Kinu versus that last episode where he was still with her and they were already together in the prior episodes. But anywho, so yes, um. Dwayne was definitely all over the place because... And what are your thoughts on their relationship? So you were not a fan or you are a fan? It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. (laughs) Because again, like the back and forth got on my nerves because... That's love, EJ. I mean, I get it, but it was still annoying to me because he, okay, he asked her to marry him, right? The first time. And then somewhere along the lines, he got cold feet feeling like him and Whitley didn't have enough in common. And then he ends up sort of kind of having an emotional affair with that other, the teacher, I guess, or she was a TA or something like that. Yeah, I remember. Right. And then I guess he ends up sharing that with Whitley and they kind of go their separate ways. They break up. Right. So then, you know, they're doing their own things. He's since. Whitley has since graduated. I don't think she was working at EH right by that point, but I'm not sure. Then of course, Byron comes into the picture and they're both working on Byron's campaign, but there's still this tension between her and- And I did not like Byron's little lane behind. You didn't like Byron. I did not. It's not that I didn't like Byron or, or like Byron. I just don't like the way they used Byron because to me, I feel like most dudes would have noticed what was going on that they were being used and would never have asked her to marry them seeing what was playing out. That's just my thoughts. Cause like, I, I just feel like Dwayne is always around. There's always this weird tension. I would have been like, no, I'm not asking this girl to marry me. No. Or, or yeah. and I did not like how they did all, all the way up to the wedding day where you decide you want to tell her when you could have told her the day before. Don't embarrass other people for your love crap. They it's a TV show. They got to give you the drama. I hate that. I can't even watch that episode to the end. They got to give you the drama. I just can't. And then, like I said, I've watched so many different different world, uh, like, retakes or they're talking about particular episodes. Kadeem Hardison had actually forgot his lines when he was walking up the aisle. So that's when he just said, baby, please, and they left it. Oh. He was actually mm-hmm. supposed to say more stuff. But if he got his line, he said, baby, please. And then they just they just kept rolling. <laughs> so I don't know. I just felt like they just kept going back and forth. He nitpicked her and she nitpicked him. And eventually it all works out, I guess. But I don't know. Do you feel like you've ever been in a beautiful nightmare, like love affair? Like how, okay, have you, I know you've heard Beyonce's song Dangerously in Love and Beyonce's song Sweet Dream or Beautiful Nightmare. Right. Do you know the lyrics to those songs? Yes. I probably need to pull them up. It's kind of like when you singing it, you know it versus me trying okay. to say it. Have you ever me. been just head over heels, psychotic in love? Psychotic. Like I'm talking about deep in the game, EJ. Like I don't have to I will have to say yes. I will, you I will, have. I will have okay. to say yes. So was timing always perfect? 
No, not with that one, no. Was some of the shit you said always perfect? Because everything... Exactly. So that's the thing about Dwayne and Whitley to me. It was so imperfectly imperfect that it really depicted what true love is like. Mm-hmm. I, to me, that was it was just too much back and forth for me. But I but love can be like that, you know. So absolutely. Once they became, you know, full fledged adults and were actually married, I think, you know, is when they calmed down. There wasn't so much back and forth, even though there was you know, I guess constantly the different games between them in terms of like Whitley had to have her way on how to decorate the house. Remember when she kept throwing stuff out the window? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so who's the next couple? Okay, so the next couple about? I want to talk about because I think we can do this briefly is Ron. Well, no, let's talk about Jaleesa and Walter first. Then okay. we'll talk about Ron, Whitley, Ron, Freddie, and Kim. So... Walter, of course, comes into the show much later um, as, well, he was a dorm director for the boys at first. Much later? I thought he was on, like, the second season. What I mean is he didn't come in, like, with Jaleesa. Jaleesa was there from the beginning. As far as his character being introduced. You know how some of them were from the beginning. Dwayne, Whitley, Jaleesa. So then, of course, he comes later as a graduate student. To Hillman, but he was also working in the in the male the guys dorm. dorm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think of him as coming later, though. I think he was on like season two, but I know what you mean. All that to say, I, I just don't. I never thought the dynamic was work because Whitley Walter always had these macho um, ideas on women's place. You think so? Yes. Well, I do think they struggle with that. Yeah. I, now that I remember, there was a little. And he was struggle, always like, like he used to always want to be teasing her about he when men did things better than women. Ron, same thing. Where when he was, uh, they got into a poker challenge, and of course, Jaleesa won. But it was constantly like women can't do this, women can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But it was yeah, like Walter kept think- pursuing her, and but it's it's kind of like you said how love is up and down because Walter pursued Jaleesa, ah! but then once Jaleesa fell for it and they went home for the summer, he figured he would just see her when he felt like it and he was gonna do what he was gonna do while he was on va- on uh you know summer break or whatever. But right. she was like, we could see each other every weekend. He was like, oh, every weekend. <laughs> he, so he was like, oh okay, you, you ain't trying to see me. Every You're not weekend. trying to see me every weekend, right? Not only are you not trying to see me every weekend, you trying to see other chicks Why, when you ain't seeing me. Jaleesa was never my favorite and Walter was never my favorite. Uh, <laughs> so if they had ended up together, I guess, um, I think that some of his chauvinistic views kind of changed as the seat, as the show went on. Like he mm-hmm. seemed to kind of grow past that. Mm-hmm. But he was too old to me to be acting like how he was acting. Yeah. I'm like, they introduced you as though you were supposed to be like the role model for people. And some of what you're doing is saying sounds more immature than the, than the people, the children on the show. So I don't, I, I didn't really, I didn't understand that uh, with him, but then right. I did, I will say I saw him kind of grow toward the end. And I do think he really loved Jaleesa. Yes. I just don't know. I don't know that they were ever meant to be. Right, right. Which is more of a reason why I, did, I was so 
like why would you decide that it was time to get married <laughs> even though half the time you didn't want to be you only wanted her around when you wanted her around like i didn't get I think people do that all the time though actually i think that's very relevant to today i know plenty of people who are like listen i'm too old to be out here playing around I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily head over heels in love with this person, but I am at a point where I need to be married. Well, that wasn't the case for them because Jaleesa was just getting ready to finish school. She wasn't quite done yet. Walter was already done with, I guess, his undergrad degree, but he was still working on his graduate studies. So so you don't feel like he, you don't think he could have thought it's time for me to get, be married? Not when a couple, maybe two episodes prior, he didn't even want to spend the summer with her. He wanted to still Everybody do his own thing. That's what, that's the point I'm making, EJ. Everybody don't look at marriage the same. So his idea of marriage might not be, I'm head over heels in love with you and I see you every day. His idea of marriage might be like, I have this security, this person who I know is for me, this person who I can go through and do life with, but doing life with doesn't necessarily look like me seeing you day in and day out and me being head over heels. I don't know. I just think the relationship with Jaleesa and Walter wasn't developed enough for it to have gone to that level or whatever. And obviously they didn't think so either because they ended up not going through with it. Yeah. Well, and I plus think on top of Jaleesa had already been married before. So she, she was already leery there. Yeah. She was like, uh-uh, I know better, but mm-hmm. I do think people get married all the time and the relationship ain't developed. So let's not act well, like that's well, not normal. That, that, is, that is definitely real life. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> so that's, mm. I know plenty of examples of that. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I don't think that was too far fetched. All right. So let's talk about Jaleesa and the Colonel. I did not like them together and I still don't like them together. Ugh. How much older was he supposed to be? Because he had two grown kids. What? I'm trying to wrap my head around. I'm like, what age are y'all? How old is this man? He was and in then Vietnam. How old is she? Well, when Jaleesa started school, I remember them mentioning in the first season, she was 26. So let's say three years passed by the time she was done with Walter and she finished undergrad and was working. So if 26, she was about maybe 29, 30. I'm going to say he like had to be at least. I think I remember him saying on one episode he was 44. Oh, Jesus. So he was a lot older, but then 44 with two practically grown kids. They were grown because he had the, the daughter, Suzanne, and then Terrence. Mm-hmm. The little son, Terrence. I and do remember Terrence. Time, I don't remember Suzanne now, but I Suzanne do Suzanne was Terrence. only in season two and three. And remember, Dwayne was dating her for a little bit. She broke up with him, though. Oh, I don't because remember Because she that. thought Dwayne was too intense. <laughs> Dwayne is one of those dudes when he fall in love I, he in love I love <laughs> me some Dwayne 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 Dwayne, Dwayne. Uh, and of course you Dwayne's mama could me, not Dwayne. stand Whitley <laughs> with your chocolate stuff you can love on me Dwayne I love me like a, <laughs> a, a, a cool nerd he was such a nerd but he was like a help, helpless romantic I love it and you know he hated the glasses Kadeem Harrison Hardison hated the glasses I see, and then look, turned out to be iconic. iconic. I, I hate it. I'm shocked to hear I hated the glasses because it too, was though. you did. I, I thought they I made him like kind of cool because he, like you said, I love a geeky type. That's usually what I'm going for. 
Yeah, he's I yes, 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 yes. I'm a huge Dwayne fan. Yeah, my 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 ex from about 2005, no, 2007 to 2009 was very goofy, geeky type. Even though he was real into his appearance and shoes and all that jazz, but he mm-hmm. gave, gave me a goofy, geeky kind of vibe. And then I don't know if you remember when I was talking to Charles. Charles was that really smart, goofy type. Yeah. I like it. It's a balance, mm-hmm. though. You can't just be yeah. a straight nerd. You got to be like a cool nerd. You, just, you still got to right. have some drip. You still got to have some flaws. And, and I'm sorry, Charles didn't have that. <laughs> he, <still drip. laughs> he don't have the drip, That's which why. is probably why he is um, still he single. And uh, yeah, How do you so. know that man still single? You, we, you creeping? No, first of all, I'm not creeping. You stalking? I'm not stalking either. Lurking? In addition to the, you know, he and I have stayed friends, right? But he's also a computer um, web developer. He knows how to do that stuff. So I've been trying to replace my web developer. And I remember that he did that kind of work. So he's been doing some work for me on my website. Okay. No funny business. And so he just happened to mention that he's still he single. He just so happened to mention it. Not so much that he was single, but that he had broken up with somebody that he had been with supposedly for two years. Um, and she I feel like I'm revealing stuff I'm not supposed to but anywho that uh she wasn't ready to settle down is what he told me oh I didn't ask he volunteered it very interesting he volunteered that information otherwise I didn't know anything about it and, and he is ask. ready to settle down I pe- let him tell it he is interesting just wasn't ready with me and I totally respect it it is what it is <laughs> moving on because we've gotten off topic our uh so yeah we don't we didn't really feel too much the jaleesa walter vibe and certainly not the jaleesa colonel vibe that was i didn't i thought he was too old for her and then when they got together they made her into like this granny and i did not i just was not here for it I don't know. They kind of they took some kind of spark away from Jaleesa. But there was also there was also a part that Jaleesa kept talking about when she would go to work, how her boss kept saying she needed an attitude adjustment. And I just feel like that's cold for you too black. Nah, Jaleesa had a bad attitude. You think Jaleesa? I don't know. I do think that. I do think sometimes I was like, damn, like the hell up. Like I really did feel like Jaleesa had an attitude. I don't think Jaleesa had an attitude, but I just don't think she took a lot of Whitley's mess because Whitley was always quick to, to say something slick to her and she would get back at her. It ain't I don't even think just that's a bad Whitley. attitude. I don't think it's even just toward Whitley. I think Jaleesa had an attitude problem in general. I wasn't even talking about toward Whitley. I forgot about that. Hmm. It was just very like abrasive, like ugh, all the time. I was like, girl, relax. Which is indicative of real life as we've said before because again this is somebody who had been married before she didn't experience uh she mentioned that she had a miscarriage after she got pregnant by her ex-husband of course found out the ex-husband was cheating on her so you know she's experienced some things to where she might have her guard up a little bit yeah i just i hate it i hate it for that's how you gotta come off but such is life such is life and so last but certainly not least the love triangle between Ron, Kim, and Freddie. Now, when when Ron was first on the show, he was a, a lot like Dwayne in that he wasn't the smooth debonair type. He was a goofball. But then eventually, I think by season 
two or later on into season one, he started dating Whitley's friend. Um, uh, I forgot that girl's name, but the glasses that was like following Whitley around like a lost puppy. I don't remember her name. What was her name? I don't remember her name all of a sudden, and that's crazy. But I see her, her Millie. Millie was her name. Okay. She was good friends with, with Whitley. She uh, she worshipped the ground Whitley walked on. They really didn't kind of explain how that happened, but whatever. So Ron and her got <laughs> together for a little while. And then by, I guess, season three or four, she was no longer around. They didn't say where she went or whatever. She was just gone. Um, but then Ron took on this more playboy as we would call in today's words, fuckboy mentality, where he was just, he had girls all over the place. So much so I think he was, he was dating three women at one time and Halle Berry played one of the girls that he was uh, messing with. I don't know if you remember that episode. Mm, not right off, but I do. My person, my opinion was that Ron was like a hoe. Oh, so. but yeah, there you go. There, there's no other way to explain that. But he initially called himself liking Kim and he, he, of course, he liked Whitley. He liked Kim. And then, of course, him and Kim, Kim dated for a little while before next thing you know, that episode where he and Freddie got lost, got locked in the um, recording studio because she had her little that radio show. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. So I don't know at that point, was he still dating Kim or just started dating Kim or whatever? But of course, we remember the part where they came back online and... I don't know if people just glance over that Ron was on the air with Freddie and he revealed some stuff, but he still kept dating Kim. Yeah, and I think Kim and Kim and Freddie were supposedly like best friends. So right. that was a weird, weird, right. weird dynamic. Right. I, I just kind of felt like if I most women would be pissed off about that. It ain't gonna be no we still friends after that. I'm not, I just don't see it. Nah, and I didn't like how they did that. Of course, it's a show. Again, you got to have some drama and white people have been doing it for years and soap operas. Everybody share everybody, but right. I thought Look Freddie was for... Exactly. Um, I thought Freddie was for everybody and I thought Ron was for everybody. And so I... Well, you know what? That makes sense because it, it, Freddie it, loved was... Dwayne. She loved her some Dwayne. Freddie loves anybody that loved Freddie. Like, that's what I'm saying. They're both thirst buckets to me. Like their characters were, you know, the opposite. She was the male, the female him, and he he was the male her. And Even though so, she seemed more focused academically than Ron was. Well, she's a woman, but yeah, I mean, what that mean? Women just tend to be more focused than men as in college. Yes. Oh, okay. I think so. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think you know. She was more focused. She was more grounded. She had stuff that she wanted to accomplish, like very worldly. Right. She was inexperienced as it came to relationships um, and how the world moves. Like when she got caught up in that dude's car and he didn't even raped her. I don't know that episode. You know I mean? Okay. So that was one of their groundbreaking episodes where they were talking about date rape. And the dude from um, The Last Dragon was on it. I think his name was Garth. And he was a star baseball player. And um, he was telling Dwayne that girls will typically say no, but they really mean yes. So it's their job to let them off the hook and basically just take it, even though they're saying no. Oh. That's basically what he said. So he told about a girl that he messed with and basically how he was, she was scratching him all in his face and he still 
Oh. Right, the girl. He talking about some, yeah, you you supposed to just take it. That's I don't know where he learned that from, but that was his philosophy on the things. And basically the same thing happened where he caught himself trying to get with Freddie. Now who, Freddie ends up with Savat? Uh, Shaharazad, or how you Shazad, Shazad, I think his name was. Shazad. 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 She ends up yes. with him, right? Well, and she then, stayed with Shazad for a little bit while she was going back and forth with Ron. But well, eventually- she end up with? At the end of the show, her and Ron end up together. Freddie and Ron. Freddie and Ron end up together. I remember an episode, her mother visits <laughs> and her mother kind of- they had a, a discussion and basically she said she wanted to be with Ron. Of course, Kim ends up, ends up getting engaged to one of her uh, medical colleagues, medical school uh, classmates. Right. That's how they end it. But I just really think I would be, I'm not sure if in the real world, Kim and Freddie would have been able to overcome and still Ron, be friends. And still yeah. be friends, exactly. No, and I really think a part of Kim still wanted Ron. Because the way it ended was just so weird. The way they ended was weird. And then I didn't know that Freddie ended up with him. I couldn't remember, but I don't like that at all. Yeah. They could have just let her be with Shavad, Shazad. Shazad. Yeah, why they couldn't just let her be with him? Uh, to me, Shazad to some degree represented the type of dudes that Freddie didn't really want. But a lot of times Freddie would kind of conform herself to every dude she was dating. Cause what like with Shazai, Shazai had some very macho chauvinistic attitudes sort of not, he, he was worse to me than Walter. Really? Yes, because remember he wrote that book, but basically wrote the book with the intentions of making money. Not that he really felt the way he was saying. I liked him. You liked Shazai. I did. I did not like Shazai. Nah. No. Nope. I, I thought he was pretty cool. Eh, nah. But again, like you said, it's so funny just re-watching the show over and over and over again and seeing how a lot of these dynamics still play out today. It's one of the shows that continues to age well to me versus some shows like Family Matters. I just cannot stand it. I love Family Matters. Mm-mm. That dynamic between Laura and, and uh, Steve and what was the other girl? My, uh, Myra. Myra. Dro no. Mm -mm. Drove me bonkers. What? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I still be watching Family Matters. That's like one of my favorites. I cannot do it. <laughs> Urkel was hilarious. I mean, he was. And obviously Family Matters wouldn't be, would not be the show that it was without him. But I don't know. It, to me, it didn't fit with what the title of the show was. Why not? So, I, it's family what would you have? I don't know if I would have called it family matters because at that point it just became the Steve Urkel show I mean a lot of people do call it the Steve Urkel show yeah to a the point people... where the dude don't have he ain't did much less since then he got typecast yeah that's true but they did handle a lot of big issues on that show and I think people forget it unless you go back and watch it but some family of the matters. things that Family Matters. Family Matters touched on drug abuse. Family Matters touched on bullying. Okay, I do remember that. It touched on uh, date rape, like you just said. It yeah. touched on, I mean, yeah. They family definitely Matters covered touched, a lot of issues. Um, they did. When, uh, they talked about gangs, when that gang broke into uh, uh, Rachel's restaurant and they beat mm -hmm. up Eddie. Um, 
they also talked yeah. about that one episode where uh Carl was reliving that he was he was trying to stop a hostage situation um and the, yeah. the lady's husband was killed that was pretty rough like PTSD was, yeah right. Um, they talked about a lot of things they finding do. love after 50 because uh you know Carl's oh, mama yeah. got married. Yeah. yeah, they use those memes all the time. It's like at this rate, this what my picture's gonna What's look her like. Estelle, Estelle and she yeah. had she turned out with a fine old gentleman. He was smooth, smooth yes, he like was. Yes, he, that's the I dude the from um Amen and older he played one of the deacons on the on I can see it, I can see it. If he, if he, you know, if I gotta wait till sixty, honey, send me one like him. I cannot. I like, I like. They touched on a lot yeah, of different things. They touched on a lot of different. I, maybe the one part I feel like didn't age well was the whole Steve Urkel and then uh, becoming what was it, Stefan Urkel? Stefan. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of men who are are nerds growing up, and they don't get a lot of play. And then when they get older the nerdiness turns into sexiness and the women who weren't checking for, for you before become the women who want you because now you got a whole lot of money or now you just you it what wasn't in is now in i think that's timeless too like you look Maybe at it i need corny. to rewatch it i just feel like it's... i'm telling you it's still a thing it's still a thing because i think about people i went to school with now and i'm like you know what did you watch full house <laughs> Nah, not really. You didn't watch Full House. Okay. That's another show that I feel like has not aged well. Y'all really had Uncle Jesse living in the cl- in the attic. Yeah, see, I don't know them. <laughs> but yeah, guys, so yeah, we just wanted to take a trip down memory lane. You know, thinking about, again, one of my, our favorite shows that is like the, the backdrop to my childhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I was a little older by the time it came out. You should have been a little older, right? I was born in 83 and that show came out, I think, late 80s, 87-ish. Okay. 87-ish, I want to say. Such a great show. Such a great show. And I I mean, even then, I wish, I feel like if maybe the show had lasted a little bit longer around the closer to the time when maybe I was thinking about going to college, I would have been more into going to an HBCU. But I, growing up in Detroit and constantly being in schools, I guess, with Black students, I, I felt like I needed to see something different. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I, there can, I can't fathom the type of, what's the one I'm looking for? The camaraderie that I noticed in HBCUs, the togetherness. Um, yeah is what I feel like is, is missing for me in a PWI. Even though Absolutely. I have some great friends from Michigan State, I do think mm-hmm. it might be different had I went to an HBCU. Yeah. And and so you watched it when it was first airing. I didn't watch it until I was like in high school. And you know, it was an old show by then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, memory lane, y'all. And this is another episode of ATL Watering Hole. Let, let us guys know, let us know what you think about A Different World. Did you watch it? Was it a show that inspired you? And you can always send your questions or comments to atlwateringhole at gmail.com. And if you haven't watched it, I think you can go check it out. They may have added it to Netflix, I think. I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it whenever you want. 
Right. So go check that out. I think go you can also out. check it out on Netflix. Don't quote me on that, but I think so. I think they added it after they added girlfriends and sister, sister. Gotcha. I think it's one of those. So and maybe we should unpack uh girlfriends for an episode. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, we can Lord. do that anytime. We can do that anytime you're ready. I oh my god. From beginning to end, the moment they put it on Netflix, I watched it again. Yep. But we will definitely have to talk about that show for sure. And this is EJ of EJ Lee Law Practice, where we are trying to be referee whistle official out here with our intellectual property IP protections. And this is Lawana Fells of The Fells Firm, where advocacy is priority. www.thefellsfirm.com. Look us up. Yes. Hit us up yes, if you yes, need yes. us. We will have Hopefully all of that contact information in the description box so that you guys can reach out to us. Whatever your matter is, we should be able to help you. All right, guys. All right, well, guys. Happy Thank fourth. you. Happy fourth. Please eat. Don't worry about, you know, calories. Burn them off the next day. Yep. Until next time. Until next time. Peace out.